0: Welcome to the Um Umbia Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I am doing excellent. It is April 15th. It's a Friday episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's tax day, (laughs) April 15th. got to get your taxes in. Yeah. If you haven't done that yet, you should get on it Mm -hmm. because it's about to be too late. All right, well, we have got some NBA uh, play-in tourney talk uh, to, uh, to partake in. But before we do that, I want to just jump around the NFL for a few minutes because we can't seem to help ourselves. We always need to jump around the NFL because the NFL season goes 12 months a year. Yeah, it does. It seems. It's not the real season. It, but no, but the offseason. The offseason is a big, exciting uh, mess just like the regular season. Um okay, so uh we had some uh, some personnel moves out there. It looks like Sammy Watkins is now going to be receiving balls from the great Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah. I I think this move is interesting because they say this is just a start, not the end uh, of the moves that they'll be making to get wide receivers. Really it should be I don't know if this move was the best move. I don't know what type of uh addition saint walken's gonna play for the type i mean it doesn't i guess he kind of fits the mold of Devonte adams uh and what we he gotta have do. somebody to replace him but i think you could probably have gotten more from the draft i would probably would have held off and not picked up anyone and then after the draft worked on this stuff because you're gonna have to pay these guys these rookies rookie deals and you're gonna a lot of these guys are gonna go in the first round so trading up uh, and trying to get a good wide receiver in the early rounds is probably what you wanted to do and for a large part, I think the most of the wide receivers that they're looking to draft or looking to pick up will be in the draft. So I think this is probably just the beginning, obviously. But I, I they have so much work to do to to clear up everything that they've lost in the wide receiver room. The pick of Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins don't does not do justice to who they've lost throughout this. Offseason, so personally, I I think there's a lot of work to be to be done. I think there's a lot of ways they could fix it and quickly get things accomplished. But I just feel like there's a lot of moves in wide receiver. A lot of wide receivers are on the move to a lot of different places, and I think the Green Bay Packers should have been, uh, I mean, up the ladder on guys like Devonte Adams or not i Adams. Sorry, but Tyreek Hill when he left, yeah, they should have been up there trying to make a move out of because. Yes, you paid Aaron Rodgers that big contract, but you still have a lot of money left to be thrown around. I mean, the Rams so- still are somehow throwing money around, even though they paid Aaron Donald a ton of money. So there's obviously a lot of money left over, and you're not putting yourself in a position to, to succeed, and losing Devonta Adams to Derek Carr and the Raiders is a big loss for you, and you're going to have to figure out who the right people are to fill in those gaps. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those things that it's going to be a while before we actually see what type of wide receiver – room and core this team is going to be able to pull together but in a lot of ways I believe that they have enough to really do some uh do a lot of good draft choices and you know pick up a couple good wide receivers in the first few rounds because that's what's going to be able to fix this team I really don't believe it's gonna be anyone in the free agency market Sam Watkins obviously fits the the bill uh for for the Green Bay Packers and has something that they like um, I'm just not sure if he, when the actual season rolls around, I think you're going to get way more per, uh, productivity out of a rookie wide receiver than you're going to get out of Watkins. I could be wrong, but that's just the way it seems. After watching him be playing with the Lamar Jackson-led Ravens for a little while, now he's obviously in Green Bay. But then again, Aaron Rodgers is very good at uh, passing the ball and getting it to open guy and making you better than you have been. So there's obviously that going in your favor. But they really should be focusing mostly on the draft, which is just a couple of days or a little un- over a week away right now. Yep. So yep, we are We're clo- just over two weeks. Yep. Closing in. Uh, another player
0: that uh, hopes to move teams but has yet to be moved is Baker Mayfield. He's got one year left on his deal with the Cleveland Browns. And uh, it seems like uh, they're struggling to find a trade partner that's willing to give them what they think uh,
1: they should get for Baker. Baker wants to play next year. Yeah, of course Baker wants to play next year. I mean... I saw reports that uh, they think Tampa makes a little bit of sense as him as a backup. They think Carolina makes sense. And obviously Seattle is the other team in rotation right now. And personally, I don't think Tampa fits the bill for what Baker Mayfield wants. Obviously he doesn't want to sit behind anybody and he just wants to leave in. Maybe that's a little bit more to do with the way he feels disrespected by the Browns, by them saying they're not going out and uh, pursuing Deshaun Watson and then, you know, doing what they did and that was obviously kind of a weird situation and a weird day for (laughs) Cleveland Browns fans and ownership and them going we're not and then we are so obviously I think that's probably plays a a big role in why he wants to leave but I don't think anyone's going to want to give you a first round pick for Baker Mayfield I don't think he's I don't think he's that great of a quarterback personally I think he fits maybe more of what Carolina's trying to do but he does not fit what seattle is trying to do he's not a a viable option to replace russell wilson Uh, i think he's better than drew lock uh i mean by a little bit but i think carolina needs a guy because obviously you got cam newton and you got sam darnold but you could also throw a baker mayfield in there and see who comes out on top and i think baker mayfield can make a strong case the problem is they're not going to want to trade a first round pick when they just go in the first round and pick up a guy. Um, that's, I mean, a good qu- qu- rookie uh, quarterback that can last a lot longer than these veteran guys that have been playing for multiple, multiple years and they don't have to pay quite as much money and they don't have to worry about the contract decisions, especially, like you said, because he's in the last year of the deal. And I posted on Yes Sports the fact that. Uh, quarterback contracts have gone through the roof as how much money they're paying and are willing to pay and I don't think many teams want to pay that much money on Baker Mayfield and then get him for one year and then have him leave and then have to deal with all that that goes around it so I think Cleveland needs to drop their price significantly of what they want and just understand that they're not probably going to get that they went out and got Deshaun Watson you spent away your draft choices for, for the foreseeable future with that tra- or trade, and now you're trying to obviously gather some of those picks back from other teams. But Seattle's not going to want to trade away their – I think they have like the 10th or 11th pick in the first round. Carolina has multiple picks in the first round. So you're not going to be able to get any of these teams to part ways with their picks. So ultimately, I think Baker Mayfield's going to have to sit tight for at least the start of the season, maybe into- – uh, definitely after the draft. If, if a team cannot find the quarterback that they want or can't trade up or something like that, and they're stuck, or if they decide to go somewhere else and then they fill out the gaps they need, I think after the draft is when he's going to be on the move. But I personally don't think uh, Seattle's what they need. I don't think Seattle needs him. I think Drew Locke uh, and Geno Smith, who they just re-signed to a new contract... Do, don't really need a Baker Mayfield in there who ultimately struggles with the pass. And he, I think, is a large part of why the Browns keep losing. Because wide receiver core, solid. Running back core, very solid. And then defensively, they're getting more solid. And I think they took a bunch of steps up with their draft options. All that's left is the quarterback position because their coaching staff is perfect. So now you bring a good quarterback in there, and now you're in a good spot. So personally, I think Baker actually could end up being upset if he tries to force his way out. Because... There, I think this Browns team is uh, really in a great spot to make a deep playoff push. I mean, this obviously the AFC is in a really tight race. All, everyone's just kind of going for uh, for the crown, obviously. So maybe jumping into the NFC might help you in the long run get a few more playoff appearances or whatever the case may be. But playing behind Deshaun Watson for a few for a few weeks, uh, maybe a year, year, two years or whatever the case may be, and then or maybe even just for a year. And then get into free agency and pick the team that you want to go to, is going to open up your horizons a lot more because teams will understand what they need and what they're looking for. But I mean, it's a hard year to to be this late to the party because a lot of quarterbacks and wide receivers and position guys have been on the move already. And now we're at the draft where teams are no longer focusing on veteran guys; they're more focusing on 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 what comes next in the draft. So you're you're just now kind of forcing yourself into that window. And obviously, it's not just his fault that Browns were forcing his hand a little bit. I don't think he would want to have left if he didn't have to. Um, but now he's kind of in that situation. And I think he's kind of drew, drew the short end of the stake a little bit here. He's going to have to figure out what works best for him. But I think more than likely he'll be a Cleveland Brown next year. Okay. All right. Well, I think Seattle's
0: going to need more quarterback help. I do understand what you're saying, though. Baker may not be the guy. Um, okay. Uh, just one more personnel brief discussion. Let's not spend too much time here. And then we can... Uh, jump over into the nba uh kyler murray they may uh they may just uh keep him and uh he may just not play
1: yeah he wants a new contract and mm-hmm. hold out time yeah. hold out time it's always happens this way yeah. um obviously there's fines to go with it but i think personally it might not be a, the worst thing for the the arizona cardinals if they if it obviously there's two two ways this could go. One, that he holds out, you give him a contract, he comes back. Good case scenario for the Arizona Cardinals. Worst case, which might be a better case, is if he holds out, you trade him, you get a better guy in return. Because I think a lot of the Arizona Cardinals problems over the last few seasons is a lot on him. Because I think this defense is good. I think offensively with the James Conner and A.J. Green and Hopkins on your wide receiver core and wide res- or in running back core, you should be winning games and you should be getting deep in the playoffs at the end of the season. Last year, they just took a nose dive and they really couldn't get anything going. The Lions are beating them. They got eliminated pretty early by the Rams in the playoffs, really couldn't get anything going, lost traction and just ended up falling off. And the reason they won games at the beginning is because they were different. They were new. And then that they just got figured out and that just kind of plummeted them to ultimately an early elimination out of the playoffs. So, I think it's one of those things that I think Kyler Murray is the issue. I talked about this before. This is the position I stick in because the evidence is there. And personally, I think if they get a guy that is a Matthew Stafford type of guy where he's just a pocket passer, he doesn't run, he's not great uh, with his legs, but he's great with his arm, he can read the field, he can get to the right guys, then you start winning football games because Kyler Murray is not getting to the point of a Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson situation where they're playing – pocket passing along with running and they're good at both or maybe even a Joe Burrow who could run if he wanted to but he's more wanting to pass and Kyler Murray's just run 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 and play breaks down five seconds into the play he's already gone out of the pocket or trying to scramble and then you just got to close into the pocket keep him contained and he's going down and he doesn't want to take a hit either so he's not going to fight for any extra yards he's just going to fall over so I think that might be why they're in a little bit of a stalemate for uh for any type of contract extension because they don't really want to deal with paying like this and I think If the second option happens where he holds off, you ended up having to trade with him. I think that's a good thing for for your future because personally, I think the biggest issue with this team is Kyler Murray. And until they fix that issue, I don't think they can get very far in the playoffs. I think wild card is your ceiling with the quarterback you have, which could be pushed into a divisional conference round appearance consistently with just a simple quarterback change all right okay enough with the nfl let's go to the nba it is playoff
0: time and it is super exciting out there on the courts what's the latest sir
1: yeah so so far two teams made it in uh the uh it was the sorry gosh it was the um timberwolves obviously beating the clippers And then it was the well the Hawks are also won their game, but have to play a second game because they were in the lower bracket. And so yeah. the Pelicans they yeah. won as well, yeah. but unfortunately they have to play an extra game to get all the way through, which I think would be kind of frustrating if you had to deal with the wins and losses here. Hey, that's the way it works, man. It's but a play-in tournament. It's a play-in tournament. You got to win multiple games to get through. It's it's the tournament got- before the tournament. Yes. Now you got the. Well, it's not really a tournament; it's a playoff and a tournament. But you got, I'm sorry, it's a it's a play-in tournament. It, that's what it looks like to me. It's fine; you can call it whatever you want. You got the uh, Hawks and you got Cleveland playing each other. Oh, and the Nets also made it in, and then you got to the playoffs, and then you got um, the Pelicans and the Clippers in the two night tonight's game. So, really good matchups, but would have been better if Paul George was able to play tonight. Uh, due to health and safety protocols, he is out and. This is it's unfortunately an elimination game for yeah, the Clippers, and you just lost good. arguably your yeah. best player. So, unfortunately, that, that that tanks things a little bit. But if you look at these two games, um, I'm banking my three and one record on these two predictions here. See if we can pull out the rest of them here. Let's start with the Pelicans and in the Clippers game. Ultimately, in this game, I think the it's going to be hard for. I think both these games are going to be extremely close. Um, but ultimately. For the Pelicans, I think that Paul George loss for the Clippers is going to be huge. Yeah. Because even though Paul George didn't make a huge impact until later in the game against the Timberwolves, he made an impact and he had his fingerprint on the game. That's just how it works when you have a guy like that on there. But you have a fully healthy Pelicans team. And we saw what CJ McCollum can do if he gets the ball in his hand and he finds the sweet spot in the defense, he can get 30 points <laughs> easily just in the first half have 20 points already. So he can get cooking very quickly. And then you just got the other guys that are just going to kind of play in and you, they're going to help as much as they can and kind of come around him and make him better. I believe this team is great from the three point range. They're great inside. They're great um, with all the oops and just driving to the basket. We saw that consistently against the Spurs. Now this Clippers team and the Spurs team are not the same team. This Clippers are better than the Spurs and won't value quite as often. Um, We saw a little bit of chippiness against the Timberwolves. I don't think that will last. I think that was just a Patrick Beverly getting under (laughs) the Clippers uh, skin a little bit there. But like I said, this game is going to be close. It's hard for me to decide a winner here. But I think if I had to get... I mean, obviously, this Clippers team does such a great job of not playing with Paul George and was able to win and get to the point where they were in the playoffs with Paul George being out and still one game. So they can still win without him. The problem lies is if they, the Pelicans get hot and they can't and the uh, and the Clippers can't slow him down and they've got to go punch for punch for punch here with them. And that's when they could really fall behind because we saw Edwards take over that game and then some of the other guys got behind him with 15 to 20 point games and then they beat the Clippers that way they just had one guy that played excellent and then that was the guy that led him across the the finishing line there and got him in automatically now they got to play Memphis which is I don't know that's gonna be a hard matchup but I think the players on the Pelicans are good enough to do that in the same way against them so I think that loss of Paul George is huge and I think it's gonna be the reason why they lose this basketball game the Atlanta-Cleveland game. Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I think this one's easier to decide. For me personally, it, it's a Hawks victory. The Hawks were great from the three point range. <laughs> I mean, they blew the socks off the Hornets. And obviously, the Hornets struggle in play in games. Both times they were blown out by huge margins against the Pacers and now against the Hawks. So, that, I mean, you could kind of use that, but Trey Young gets hot, and this team. Just all all the shooters just come out and play, and they just start dominating. They can get out to hot start starts really quick, and they can bury the Cleveland team pretty fast. Other than Garland and Love and Mobley, those are the guys they really have to worry about. Those three guys, you can lock them down. You can win. You can't let them get hot. And the Nets had times where they let these guys get hot, and they almost came back in the fourth quarter. Keep them down. Make sure they're not getting hot. Really guard Garland because he's the guy that could definitely get you started and get things moving for you and start to put you in a little bit of a hole. But due to the three-point game of this team, of the Hawks, and their ability to get inside and dominate inside, if they just play reasonable defense, it doesn't have to be the greatest defense performance you've ever seen, but reasonable above-average defense where they're getting a few blocks and they're getting a few steals and they're you kind of contesting a lot of shots then i believe their offense can get to the point where they can carry them to victory pretty easily here for me i think this one's easier i I think it's Atlanta land to win okay
0: all right very good uh any other uh any other basketball things you want to hit on are we done
1: uh i that's pretty much it for today okay we got a lot of I mean, actual playoff games starting Saturday and Sunday. That's which right. We'll cover. That's right. So extra episode
0: of the podcast. That's our intent. Yeah. So hopefully that will happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get that out. Um, but uh, listeners, thanks for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Also, make sure you check out umyassports.com yeah for the latest sports news and information curated from all across the web into one place. You just go one place, get your get your stuff, and go. Um, yeah, on All, All right. right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace. See God you. bless. See you. Happy Good Friday.